This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are glad that you're with us today. And I know I say that every week, but this is a special day and a special episode. Andy, what is so special about this episode? So this is the 800th Masculine Journey episode. This well, one. Yeah, a Masculine Journey production. There. Right. There it's, it, it, it's, it's total, everything right. that we do, right? It's a Masculine Journey, Masculine Journey After Hours, and the yep. Joyride. Yep. Right, and we're going to be hearing from Keith, the author and creator of the Joyride, and our yeah. technical everything that he does and bails us out all the time producer. And so we're going to hear from him in a little bit. But uh, we are going to be talking with Todd Clark in just a few minutes. Um, uh, he was instrumental in the, the launching of the show and uh, one of the first hosts of the show, a co-host of the show. It's uh, just amazing. We're going to get a chance to talk to him. But uh, I'm going to... The clip that I chose to uh, represent the 800th episode is one that we did back in August of 2014. And what had just happened was a few weeks before that, uh, Robin Williams had committed suicide. You know, and with us using movie clips and and Robin Williams being in a lot of movies over the years and a lot of really, really good movies and a lot of not so good movies. But his really good movies, we'd use so many yeah. clips of his. Good Will Hunting, uh, yeah. Hatch Adams. Uh, yeah, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. yeah we, we've the used World them. According to Garp would be one of the not good movies. Yeah, and I'm sure there <laughs> might have been a clip in there, but we'd never used it. Um, but, we, you know, we've used a lot of stuff from yeah. him. And, and we, I think as a society, we were really shocked, you know, by his suicide. And so it brought up a lot of questions. And so we did a show on depression. And, and at the time... You know, Todd had uh, been out doing some other things. We weren't doing the show the same way. We had a kind of a new structure, half-hour show. And Todd came in and joined us for the show. And it was such an amazing thing because Todd's background, you know, is in psychology. It has been his whole career. And, uh, you know, it was just great having him here to have a, a real expert to talk about things. Yeah, another neat part of this particular clip in this show is that Dennis was the host yes. for that particular show because Dennis himself had struggled uh, with depression and those kind of things. And it was really um, a big passion of Dennis's um, that this stuff get talked about and brought out in, you know, in Christian circles. Yeah. And so we're going to go ahead. Yeah. Dennis was hosting the show. And so we're going to go ahead and play that clip and then come back and talk for a few seconds and we'll bring Todd on. And so here's the clip from August of 2014. What does depression look like and how do we deal with it? Yeah, it's, it's a uh, topic that one out of four Americans struggle with. One out of four Americans have mental illness, and uh, one out of four Americans will attempt suicide at some point in their life. That's the statistics. So, yeah, and, and it can uh, be a fatal problem, you know, as, as the story of Robin Williams has shown us. So, yeah, it's an important topic, and it's something that we either struggle with or we know someone who struggles with. So I'm, I'm glad you guys decided to talk about it. If you were asked, you know, what is depression, 
Mm-hmm. And with your experience, with everything you've been taught, how would you answer that that might be different than the general public? Yeah, the word depression is not in the scripture. You know, that is a modern term that we mm-hmm. came up with. Um, in the scripture, you'll, you'll hear about having a broken spirit or being um, uh, a groaning in my heart or being troubled or mourning or, my, or a countenance that has fallen or um, having a heavy heart. Those are all descriptions of sadness and despair. So what is depression? You know, if the, if the scripture doesn't talk about it, then what is it? Is it just a modern invention of something or mm-hmm. is it something that scripture really covers? So that's a great question. And I think I have a more restrictive definition of what a clinical depression is versus everything else. And um, I could probably sum it up in a nutshell like this. A true clinical depression is a neurological, meaning a brain chemistry issue. Um, Despair, grieving, sadness, hopelessness, that is not clinical depression. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when someone is sad, we say, oh, that that person's depressed. No, they're sad. So it's not just having the blues. That's right. Or having life circumstances cause you to, to experience some sadness. That's right. We all have emotions and we all have sadness. I mean, we would be robotic if we didn't. You know, that's normal, actually, to be sad over something that you've lost or some, you know, change in my life that I didn't like. Well, uh, we'll have Todd join us here in a second. But before he does, I want to say a couple things about Todd. You can just hear from that clip, you know, I mean, yeah, Todd, you are such a good person to explain things and and brought such credibility to the show and to the program just you know on who you are as a person and how you can articulate things but your experiences in the in psycholo- psychology you know i mean you just brought so many things that that Darren and I couldn't see that we didn't have any way to really understand and man it was so good and and some of the things you brought to the ministry over the years um, has been key you know Robbie still uses your your spe- secret sauce the whole secret sauce analogy that, that you used. And, man, it's just it was so good having you here, and we're so glad to have you on the air. But uh, what would you like to share with us about the show or memories of being on the show? Well, first, Sam, it's, it's really an honor to be on the show with you guys, and uh, just congratulations to you and the team. Uh, I know it takes a team to keep you together, Sam, much less the program. <laughs> so, um, no, I, it is an honor, and you guys are just <laughs> my half of 800 episodes. That's just truly amazing and i want you to know how much that i dearly miss you guys and i do tune in and listen and um it's just an honor to be with you and i was so humbled to be a a small part of the beginning but and um you know it was a it was a fun 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 thing to do it was just fun i mean we got to help men we got to talk about the masculine journey um it was one of the few radio shows that at times required safety goggles i mean it was a fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i i just wanted to to say how much i i miss you guys and i heard al and um clips of benny in the last uh segment you guys recorded and uh, just such great memories so thanks for having me on sam well thank you todd and it, man you were such a critical part of this show and uh a critical part of our lives are still teaching today man it, it's just the orphan spirit you know, you're, you're the first person I ever really heard talk about it. Andy won't shut up about it now. It's just so much wired in his life that, uh, man, you made some huge impacts in the stuff that you did here. And the, the legacy you left is long. And the fact well, that... Oh, that. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say I appreciate that. The thing that the show really helped me with, you know, the masculine spiritual journey has so many different elements to it. 
like, um, you know, what is the core desires of a man's heart, and what is the calling on my life, and um, what is the spiritual enemy's influence in my life? You know, what is what is he trying to do, too? And for me, the show was about picking all that apart, and if I can understand where things are coming from, then I can deal with them better. And I think that's what the show did. It helps men understand where all the different parts of life are coming from. It's like being in a war and being shot at at 50 different angles. Well, if you kind of know where everything's coming from and what, what's coming at you and why it's coming at you, you can deal with it a whole lot better. And I think that's what the show did for me. It's what the show did for men. And there's no telling how, how much of an impact it made on men's lives to, to bring a settledness and a confidence in their walk with Christ because of the show. And I just think that's fantastic. Man, just hearing you talk for a couple minutes, it's like, <laughs> dang, can we not get Todd back on the show? <laughs> you know, because you are so good, man. It, it, it's just so natural for you. And I can't agree to that more. It's, you know, um, probably the biggest thing I got out of the boot camp and the, and the radio show altogether is it made me pause and ask, what did God create me to be? Yeah, and, and, and it was Todd's vision. I can remember, Todd, you asking me to lunch and tell me how, you know, really felt like God had something on your heart to do radio. And so when we originally were thinking about doing it, it was like you were going to become, you know, kind of what God had given you a vision for. And so your vision clearly was sparked, the original onset of the whole deal. Earlier, mm-hmm. earlier, Sam said that you gave this show credibility, and I absolutely agree with that. There is one thing I wish you hadn't. If you could get the secret sauce back from him, <laughs> we'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. I've done all I could to blow the credibility of the program, yeah. but I haven't been able to pull that off. Well, Todd, thank you. Go ahead. It, it was a, it, you guys are too kind. It, it was a team effort. I mean, uh, everybody had their piece in it, and God, you know, spoke through all of us. And and it's funny over the different years, you know, different teams have come together to lead this or to be a part of this show. And and every team has been what it needed to be for that moment in time for the development of the show. I mean, that's what I've seen too. Is the team that's there right now? I think you you guys' team are doing what the show needs. Better than the first team. The first team was like the 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 launching pad team. You know, we did what it took to get it going, and you know that's just how the Lord works, and that's it's just amazing to watch. Well, Todd, thank you so much for everything you've done and continue to do. And man, we'd love to see you any Tuesday that you can come by and join us. We'd love to see you. For those of you who don't know, we record the show on Tuesday, so if we slip up once in a while and say evening or things like that, it's a Tuesday evening. But uh, it does play on Saturdays. But anytime, Todd, you're always welcome. You know that. We'd love to see you. I'm humbled, and I would love to be there, Sam. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you, Todd. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you later. So switching over to our producer, Robbie, I'll let you talk a little bit about Keith, and then we'll kind of jump in. So it's actually the great Keithini, you know, that's the only way I can take and talk about Keith is that, uh, you know, he actually was the producer for Christian Car Guy before he started doing Masculine Journey. Yeah, he won a bigger show. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well played. He wanted a good show to do, right? uh, (laughs) That was totally uncalled. Anyway, so, you know, Beth Ann was... 
you know, it, was, it still does a Bible for breakfast here on the Truth Network. One of the most gifted people I know in radio, period, has always had the greatest ideas. And we were kicking around what <clears throat> what we could do to, you know, get a smaller sound bite and get something. And so she said, well, let me just give it to Keith and see what he can do with it. And I was like, well, great idea, you know, because, you know, I would really like to see, you know, Keith develop his on-air stuff, you know. And so, man, like when, you know, he and Beth Ann originally set it up and, and when we heard it, like at first you guys were like, oh, yeah, joyride doesn't sound like masculine to me. Like, yeah. I thought I want to go to a joyride. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much how it was. That was Ollie Andy, by the way. That was doing it was, that. It was not. That it was, was me. Sam it was May. me. It was me. Yeah, it was absolutely me. But then, you know, after you heard it, you got to admit it was. It was amazing. Right. Yeah, I was sold, man. And I tell you, I don't always listen to our show. I always listen to the Joyride. <laughs> yeah, I do too. When it comes out, whatever time in the morning that it pops up on my phone, it's before I even have coffee. I listen to it before I even go downstairs. I see it pop up on my phone. Yeah, it's it, because, you know, it's just, he's so creative. And, and so, you know, I'm very interested to hear the, the great Kithini live because, you know, usually he's all pre-recorded. Yeah, well, Keith, welcome to the actual show. I know you've talked a little bit before, but man, you were so instrumental in everything we do. Thank you so much. And the joyride is amazing, but uh, we'll give you a chance to talk a little bit about your experiences with the show. All right. Uh, am I hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Good. All right. So last Friday was actually my fifth year working at Truth Network. So that means I've been working on Masculine Journey for five years because basically when I came in, Jasper gave it over to me. And so after the first episode of me doing Masculine Journey, I thought, wow, they'll, they'll just put anybody on the radio. Won't they? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> So 800 episodes in, and my thought now is, yep, they'll still put anybody on the radio. Nice. But uh, in all honesty, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you all. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these are, these are Class A guys here that I get to work with, and it's been a privilege to work on Masculine Journey, and I thank y'all for trusting me to do the joyride. You know? I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning, and... I'm still trying to figure it out now, but it's, it's been an absolute blessing to work on this show, uh, both personally and professionally. I've learned a lot listening to you about what it means to be a man walking in Christ, and it's a serious role that you have to take very seriously. There's a lot of people that count on you, you know, family and everything, so it's, it's important to know where you stand. And it's important to know, listening to the show, that I still have so much to learn, and, I, and I'm thankful to be a part of this. So that's, that's what I get. Well, we're definitely very grateful to, uh, to you. Oh, there we are. We're definitely very grateful to have you. I mean, it is, you are awesome at what you do, and we love having you. And so many times, you know, you're, you're the guy behind the curtain, and nobody sees that you make everything happen the way it needs to happen. And so thank you for doing that. And uh, for putting up with us, because, you know, we throw you some curveballs every once in a while, like, oh, yeah, we got people you got to call. <laughs> you know, we didn't tell you till two minutes ago, but thank you. Or, you know, just different things. And you keep us on track with which bump do you want? Because we submitted more than one and that type of thing. It the keeps studio us in studio overhaul. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget that, you know, he's the censor. Oh, right? yes. Because there's times that Jim sends inappropriate material. Yeah, it's usually Andy. <laughs> Andy or Rodney. <laughs> yeah. Which Jim are you talking about, Robbie? And so Keith, yeah. Keith is the censor. 
He is. Right? He, he, he's, he's the listener that makes sure that you don't hear something you shouldn't hear. That's right. He does a good Sweet. job with that. <laughs> now, well, going over to Harold. Harold, we would definitely want to get your clip in, in this show. And so you want to tell us anything about your clip? Do you want us to play it? What do you want to do? Well, I chose this one because, uh, as these guys know, uh, the one thing that seems to always be on my mind is my sweetheart. And so we were doing a program about the greatest Christmas present you ever gave or received, and that was just the most easy thing in the world for me. So I think this clip will express it. Now, you're not in trouble at home and you're trying to make up for it? Oh, no. Okay, no, I'm just no. checking before I play this clip. No, she, she, always, she loves listening to the program. She doesn't miss it. And so I like to have these opportunities to make points with my sweetheart. Well, there you go. Let's try to make a couple points here. Harold, you had a, a couple stories you wanted to share with us, didn't you? Oh, yeah. This, uh, this was real easy for me. The, uh, the best gift for Christmas that I ever got was in 1962. On the Friday before Thanksgiving, a guy tricked me into a blind date with his sister. At Christmas, almost six weeks later, I found myself on one knee on the floor asking her to marry me, and she said yes. That yes was the best Christmas present that I've ever received. I can imagine it was. And yeah. and 60 years later, I'm still madly in love with her. And the best gift that I ever gave, according to her, is we had our picture taken in Huntsville, Alabama, beneath kissing beneath some street signs at an intersection of Harold and Janice streets. I had written her a poem that I subsequently cross-stitched and got mounted with that picture and the poem says, I am you, you are me, together we are one. Strange, love the key, us, till time is done. And sweetheart, I meant it then, I still mean it. Love you. Wow, that's really nice. <clears throat> got me a little choked up there, Harold. That was, that was good. <laughs> that was good, Harold. So hopefully you got some, some more points with that one. I try my best. Yeah. So, anyone else have any thoughts for the moment while I get the next uh, thing teed up here? Jim? Uh, you always have a thought. I usually have a thought, but I was just thinking about what he said, and I said earlier, that's really a secure man that can stay with a woman 60 years and write her poetry and cross-stitch for her. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're making the rest of us look bad. I'm just telling you. He's been doing that since we started. Nobody's commenting on his shirt, too. He was, he's advertising for himself here with a poet. Well, you know they can't see it on the radio, right? Well, I know. <laughs> we can still bring it up. I'm giving yeah, the right. visual. This is, uh, I'm just saying. I wasn't sure have you, you made that connection. Have you guys queued up yet? Yeah. No, I do. It's actually your clip. Oh, all the more important. Uh, Mott actually is uh, Robbie and I bantering thought about this. I almost didn't submit one because I expected a lot. But we've had com competition since day one, and this was like his second or third boot camp where he got to be the president, and you can play it from there. It's protect the president. So each team, because you get two different teams, they each have a president and everybody else's secret service. And, of course, Jim was the president on the opposing team that won this particular battle that he's referring to, because you'll get this through the clip, what actually happens. 
Um, <laughs> it's quite obvious what's going on. And there's on. no relevance to his name being Jim, just saying. Um, <laughs> I was the president on the other team. Things didn't go well. But you have got to get the president to safety, okay? Yes, I'd say that man is alive. He's dead, Jim. She's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Jim. She's dead. He's dead. She's dead. <laughs> We're dying. He's dead. She's dead. He's dead, Captain. The captain is dead. And I think that's probably going to be on my tombstone. He's dead, Jim. He was worse than dead. Come on, Bones. What's the mystery? His brain is gone. <laughs> Nice. I couldn't help but think of Robbie with that foot. <laughs> and my yeah, brain it was really, really fun. Yeah. It really, really was fun. <clears throat> no, Stephen, there was a she's dead there. And, and you know, the other interesting thing to me, Jim, is we'll meet guys that we haven't seen for you know, almost a decade or whatever, and they still clearly remember that protect the president <laughs> fiasco. Or, or not, <clears throat> as the case may be. <laughs> you know, Lincoln had no comparison to the wounds that I suffered. <laughs> he was taken out clean. You were not. I do believe, mainly because I want it to be so, I don't think anybody else was even shot in that scenario. He was being protected by the Secret Service. There were a bunch of assassins after him. And he he might have been hit once for every time we said, he's dead, Jim. Yeah, well, actually, Robbie, during that thing later on, that led to breakthrough for you. That actual oh, event. It, it wasn't it at that boot camp. Yeah. Yeah, the, the guy gave you some breakthrough, and that's on a, another one of the episodes that you can go to any podcast location and listen to, or go to askajourney.org and listen to it. The reason for this clip is the most precious thing for me really is in this show is the camaraderie, the competition, which is good-natured. Even when we get physically hurt, we don't get emotionally wounded for long. <laughs> for short we, we love each other. Uh, we deal with the burdens of one another as we're called to do, and I'm not sure how far I would have made it without the support of this group. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, Andy, let's go ahead and get to your clip while we have time to play it. Okay, um, sure. So you want to set it up a little bit, and then we'll play it? Yeah, this is a fairly recent show. Um, it was from the Vance Boot Camp in April. Is that right? Yeah, so... We had a visitor, Jaden, who has uh, – he, he had came many years before. You'll hear that on here. And we'll just play it. It kind of speaks for itself. Jaden, how are you doing today? It's been a little while since we've seen you. It has. I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you. How things been going for you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just I, I'm going to jump in, which awesome. I normally don't do, yeah, but no, this one's kind of special because Jaden came – I'm going to guess five years ago. It was 2016 was the first boot camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. He's known to us as the legendary skunk killer. <laughs> because we played airsoft, you know, serving his country. He's not just any training. He's in training to be a Green Beret. And, and, and still in North Carolina at Fort Bragg, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, I spent a few years in the regular Army out in um, Fort Bliss, Texas. And then last summer, made it through um, selection 
four Green Beret, and now I am about six months into the course. I have ten weeks left um, until I will actually get to where I need to go. So That's awesome. And it's amazing. God provided this week, and it's the only weekend you're going to have off? That is correct, yep. So. And you chose to, to, to spend it with us. We're honored beyond <laughs> that, that measure, really. Um, but so... Thinking back, because you probably came to four or five boot camps, right? Uh, I think there were four, three or four of them, yeah. So of all those that, that you shared with us, which what what sticks out that, that made you want to maybe come back and join? Just the, the environment um, to grow uh, spiritually and mentally. Um, I think every single time I came back, there were new challenges to face. There were new things brought to light. Um, it was a great place to reflect and to kind of build those challenges to work on the next year on myself, um, especially with like just some of the father wounds and things that I had growing up. Um, definitely was this was definitely a big part of my growth and my journey to going from kind of not sure where life was taking me and a lot of insecurities to, in my life. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot that's so awesome man i can't tell you what it means to us that they would come spend this time with us it's just like wow <laughs> yeah we see clips of heroes but it's different sitting across the table from one 100 percent. yeah david's a new nickname's now 100 percent. that's what we're gonna call it from now on but you know it, it was kind of cool you know and we shared with i shared with jaden yeah, i remember when he told us he wanted to be a green yeah. beret when he was back there killing the skunk and we're like yeah okay <laughs> sure, you'll be a green yeah. beret. And then he is. It's amazing. We tell people, come to boot camp, and you can get all this stuff. You can get your heart back, but you can learn how to kill skunks. You can become a green beret. I you mean, can. It's all, yeah. the, the Killing skunks is an optional event. Yeah, that's not yeah, an it's included not, event. That's not yeah. required. No, yeah, we, don't have a, we don't have a talk on that or yeah, class or anything. And there was an actual skunk that lost its life in this particular episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't tell the game warden. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like it was, it was already injured. No, I don't know. But no, um, we got just a couple more minutes left. Anything else that you'd like to share? It's just been a great ride. Yeah. Danny, did you have something you want to say? Yeah, as we were talking about this being the the 800th episode, I couldn't help but think that with all the the people we've heard from past shows and the clips, that this is a message of hope that, you know, men do get their hearts back. And, you know, what an honor to be a part of such a legacy from back, what, 2009? 2011's. 2011, so yeah, that's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, Robbie was sharing some statistics with us last week that we normally don't even try to look at. But what'd you say? We've had something like 140,000 downloads since inception and uh, 127 different countries right. that we've been downloaded in. And so, you know, that's that's nothing that we're doing. That's everything God's doing. You know, this this is nothing any of us dreamed up except for maybe Robbie with God's hand on it. And uh, God's chosen to bless it. And we thank him for that. And we thank him for you and for listening. And pray that if you have anything you'd like to talk to us about, you'd reach out to us on any of our emails at masculinejourney.org. Andy, me, anyone else, talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.